When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, hilarious stand-up who's so deep into Georgia sports, she still considers Kirby Smart a Yankee. Sarah Tiana, we're going to be talking to Sarah in just a second. But first, time for the Waterhouse Update, sponsored by Winnebagel, the only RV with its own deli. NFL, Green Bay's Aaron Rodgers says he still owns the Bears, but also has a Vikings lake house and Alliance timeshare in Fort Myers. Magician David Blaine announced his next special. David Blaine tackles Lamar Jackson for a loss. The Jaguars won their first game just squeezing past Miami's buttocks. And the Cardinals whipped the Browns so bad they looked more like a burnt sienna. That item sponsored by Typewriter, the elliptical word processor. I don't know how it works. College football, Georgia number one two weeks straight for the first time since American Motors still made the javelin. Washington State head coach Nick Rolovich ousted for refusing to get the vaccine. Or maybe he just wanted out of Pullman, Washington. Purdue, like a TSA agent who thinks your shaving kit is the new Ark of the Covenant. They just keep coming at you. At wrap-up, sponsored by 45-hour energy drink. Live big, crash hard. America's pastime. Now, not trying to figure out which Senegalese widow actually has the $10 million. Baseball! Boston pounding Houston, pitching as if somehow they were stealing their signs. The Braves sprint to a two-zip lead on L.A., said the Falcons' Matt Ryan. Don't get too worked up yet, guys. NHL! Sharks' Evander Kane suspended for having a fake Vax card. The card read Kane had two Moderna shots on goal. Oh, that's a bad fake card. And finally, this week in sports history, the date, 1981. The place, New York, New York. Giants kicker Joe Danello ties the NFL all-time record with six field goals in a game. Said Danello afterwards, hey, I own the Bears. This Waterhouse Update sponsored by Nugentix. Wiener pills directly from Ted Nugent. Now, finally, it's talk time. My guest today, very funny stand-up podcaster, so deep into Georgia sports, she's still not sure Trey Young isn't a spy planted by LeBron James. <laughs> Please welcome Sarah Tiana. Sarah, how are you? Hi, Chet. It's good to see you. You have to be super fired up. You got your Braves in the in the NFL in the NL Championship Series against the Dodgers. Two zip start. How you feeling? 
for the rest of the series? How, I, just how do you feel as a <laughs> fan going into it? I mean, uh, do, do you have a super not comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> not comfortable. Who's never not comfortable, comfortable enough? Yeah, never comfortable with a lead as a George sports fan. So just like you know, cautiously optimistic as always. But I'm really proud of this team and. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. It's been a really good series. I feel like, like, you know, like Astros Red Sox has just been like all hitting and our series yeah. has been all pitching. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to see which two teams make it to the world series. Yeah. It's a little more of a, of a old school baseball, this series, there's hits, there's <laughs> bunts, there's stealing, there's sacrifices, you know, there's moving base runners around there's bottom of the ninth heroics. It's not just blasted out of the park, although that's a lot of fun too. I got admit it. Yeah, I mean, I think like the last series that I that the Braves and the Dodgers played in LA, there was one game that we played where every run, I think it was um, it was six five, and every run was a home run. So it was like, yeah, it, it was just a very bizarre game. But um, yeah, I mean, it feels like an old school game, although the Dodgers are like constantly. Like it's they've been pitching bullpen games, so that's been very interesting to see. Like I, I'm I'm pretty shocked that we're leading because it, it was a really interesting concept to bring out. Yeah, sort of start the game with your closers, uh, which, <laughs> which interestingly enough worked. Uh, for, uh, you know, against uh, in a couple of situations, it kind of worked. And then you slide into your starter. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. I'm going to say bad tapioca pudding in the dugout <laughs> feed fest. That's it must have been because they're not really. <laughs> I think Scherzer started. Did Scherzer actually start? I think he actually started. Yeah, he started last. He started last game. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else, they're just starting with the. Uh, you know, they're just they're just finding relievers off the street and starting them on the. Now, when, <laughs> when you watch a game, mm-hmm. do you have a? Uh, a preset routine and do the, your family slash friends know about the preset routine and risk their lives interrupting the preset routine? (laughs) Uh, I usually don't really have my phone on me during the game. Um, When I go to a game, I keep score. So I'm definitely much more invested in the game when I'm there. Uh, But for this, I got two questions. I got to, if you can remember where you were only because I'll forget them. Because uh, I'm like 90. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, oh, I already forgot one of them. Uh, oh, when you go to score the game. So you're at the game, you're scoring the game old fashioned mm-hmm. style. Uh, and now when when you get angry, <laughs> it, it just get all messed up. How do you, I could never do that. I could never hold my emotions in check with a pencil in my hand. You know, as a Braves fan, uh, most of the games that I go to are at Dodger Stadium, which I think we've lost 12 out of 13 there. So I'm constantly angry. Um, so I've gotten quite used to it. Uh, I've gotten quite used to keeping a steady hand at Dodger Stadium uh, while I um, I try not to get too angry at Dodgers fans. But, you know, most of them don't get there until like the fourth inning. So yeah, it's pretty right. quiet. Right. Well, uh, you know, you, you probably have the ability to get there earlier. Uh, a lot of these folks are working and stuff like that. So they have, you work. Well, you don't at think night. I'm working. I think you work oh. at night though. Right. Because so the games are during the day. Well, if it's a 5 PM game, you know, uh, you, or you have the night off. If you're going to a night game, you can't uh, go to a Dodger game, right. a Braves game, and then go tell jokes. Nobody's in the mood to do that or hear them. 
after a, a Dodger Atlanta game. So, so, all right. That was one question. And then the, the first thing you said, Oh, uh, no phone. Oh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. That really is the greatest way to avoid future legal action. Because when you <laughs> got, you're just texting and you're falling into hashtag death traps and, or, or, or just insulting the wrong people. So that's smart. What, what when did you come up with that? That's a um, I just felt like I got superstitious because I felt like, you know, as a roaster and a comic, I tended I was tending to get ahead of myself and and roast fans when we had the lead, you know. Uh ah. this series has been different because we haven't had the lead at all <laughs> until the very end of the game. And right. so there were two outs in the night. <laughs> so this series has been different. I um and and it's been better. I've also been this series, um, this entire postseason, uh, I've been doing a much better job of not watching the whole game. Because uh, when I am watching the whole game, yeah. I am living and dying on every pitch. So I'm not even wearing my Braves gear during the game. I'm just kind of, I have it on. Sometimes I have the sound off. And so that I'm not just like sweating and getting upset. And I'm just kind of, it's just kind of on and I'm, I'm just like, if we win, we win. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, sure. like I said, cautiously optimistic, but I'm not when, when, it, when we lost Acuna in the middle of the season, I think I kind of just was like, all right, it's just not our year. And so right. I've kind of had that mentality throughout the whole year and it's been much healthier for me. Because- yeah. So it's like you're in a relationship and you're in yeah. couples counseling and the mm-hmm. suggestion from the therapist was take a little time away from each other. Mm-hmm. And you, you like to do that during the game. Now I have to because, A, I have a baby now. So he's like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. demanding you my want... attention. <laughs> sure. um, At all the I'm... wrong times, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we have exactly. two men on. Stop what screaming. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. Uh, Freddie Freeman's up to bat. So I, yeah, I uh, I've just been really trying to um, not like the very first game that we had against Milwaukee, I was so physically upset and nauseous <laughs> when we lost. And I, I, I just had to go for a walk. And then I was like, you yeah. know what? I'm holding on too tight. I'm holding on too tight. It's not that big of a deal. If this, this is a great team, you know, win or lose, I'm still proud of them. I have to just relax and calm down. And so then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be like, super gung-ho invest like I'm just going to be super happy for them win or lose and 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 not make my whole life dependent on my my own happiness is not going to be dependent on what happens in this how's that working out for you it's been much better (laughs) it's been very difficult to let go but it's definitely been much better and it's you know, it feels like it's been more successful for the team as well. <laughs> Knock on wood, sponsored yeah. by Fluow, Hawaii's strongest cold medicine. Mm-hmm. So uh, now, uh, if you knew a martial art, oh, I have an anecdote about a, a walking away from it. If you knew a martial art, would you be more afraid or less afraid? Because you would be more willing to probably fight <laughs> in those <laughs> moments, like at Dodger Stadium when you're angry. At any stadium, when you're rooting for your team, uh, whether yeah. it's the Bulldogs or the Braves or or, or the Hawks or whoever it is, uh, I, I'm almost wary of learning any sort of fighting skill. Yeah. I would be dumb enough to try to use it and then still get my ass kicked. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think Dodger Stadium's the the place where you want to get into a fight. They, I oh, think yeah. they're they've proven that they win those. Yeah, they have a tendency <laughs> to. Uh, uh, they, I would maybe tighten security on the way in. They, they, they seem to have things that you wouldn't ordinarily bring to a ball game, you know, like a glove or a, or a, or a, a you know, a, a, a pennant or something like that. Yeah. yeah you could, but then they bring the, you know, they have like those knives, those five sided <laughs> star knives. And those probably shouldn't be allowed into the, into the yeah. stadium. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I feel like, you know, like Dodger fans will just pull your shirt over your head and beat you. So like, it's, <laughs> it's not really, it's like you are their weapon. So um, it's, interesting. You know, it's, it's a lot tamer anymore, but like now I also sit, you know, I, my career is doing better. So I sit in better seats. So I don't really have to face those problems. Yeah. Most of the people I'm sitting around don't want to get their shirt dirty. Yeah. That, well, you know, uh, <laughs> it's not bad to live with a whole boy. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, you can always bring the binoculars and zone in on the fights out in the bleachers sponsored incidentally by Slacker Barrel. Come (laughs) on in and eat or not. We don't care. Which is harder, uh, stand up or rooting for Georgia based teams? (laughs) Uh, Definitely rooting for Georgia based teams. It's such a roller coaster. Yeah, it is very, it just feels, sometimes it feels like the universe is against you. Um, and so yeah. I just don't know if we're like putting that negative energy out there because we've been hurt so much. Um, but it is fun to, you know, what's really fun is to see teams that like last year's Hawks, like see them make the playoffs and get so far when you didn't expect them to go nearly that far at all. And right. And to have so much fun and, and it's kind of fun to have a villain on your team because I think villains are what makes sports fun. That's why I think baseball has so many issues. There aren't enough villains. But um, you seem although, to be a, you're turning the Dodgers into a, the worst villains on the planet. Well, they're the most hated team in baseball. They're the most hated team in baseball, which is agree. interesting because no, like, the I would Astros disagree. should be. The, uh, the Astros, Astros are. And the well, Yankees. Well, they were. No, I see. The Yankees aren't as uh, hated because they don't win anymore. The Astros were really hated after the cheating scandal, but the way the Dodgers handled it, I think, made them the most hated team because they made it about them and that what they were owed, that they thought they were owed the World Series. I when think the this real is very victim- personal. No, the real victims were the pitchers that got sent down to the minors after they got shelled by the Astros. Those are the victims of that scandal. You got and- this all worked out. This is a very deep psychological wormhole. And I think it's a good one, but I, I I would disagree that nationally the Dodgers are the most hated team, although they moved towards that uh, because they picked up Scherzer and Turner from Washington. I think when you when the optics look like you just have buckets of money that you mm-hmm. can throw at stars and bring them in, uh, then I think you start leaning towards more hated than anything. But then you look at any team, even the hated of the Yankees. You look at those teams, all that money, and then like somebody like Scott Brocious steps <laughs> up, and he, you know, ninety three years in the minor. And I mean, the Dodgers are loaded with guys like that, the Will Smiths and the and the Zach McKinstries and the and you know the, the Corey Seegers, guys who came out of the farm system. So those are the guys who get lost when you start throwing money right. around. Uh, no, like, no, no. Like I definitely Manchester. agree that the Dodgers have pieced together a team, and that their bank that their bankroll does not reflect the way like the optics of the team itself but polling has shown that 
the Dodgers are the most hated team in baseball. Now, whether or not I want to see the polling, look it up. Look <laughs> is it, it up. from that OAN network? I don't <laughs> buy it. All right. Now let's shift is uh, it, it's looking good for your Georgia Bulldogs this year. Uh, mm. It's looking like they, you know, uh, Alabama already has a little chink in the armor. Uh, Florida's down, uh, you know, got beaten down. Uh, LSU's off their game. Uh, Auburn's <laughs> up and down. Is this the year? And I don't want you to jinx anything because I, I, as a fan, yeah. I understand. But um, where are you with the bull? Let's say it that way. Where are you right now with the Bulldogs? You have I I picture you as having different channels in your body for the different Georgia sports. Yeah. <laughs> that you funnel all the angst <laughs> down and then you have to bring up the optimism. This is a t- you have a very tough job, sir. Yeah, I mean it's very difficult. Um like I said, I'm always just cautiously optimistic. I'm going to cheer for them no matter what. I'll be a fan next year no matter what happens. Uh but it Nobody is Nobody wants it, to hear year, that. This year feels different because yeah. we have I think the best defense we've ever had. And, and, and everybody knows the SEC doesn't play defense. So when you have a team that can play defense in the SEC, you are superior because, you know, they said that there's 17 people on our team this year. They're, they're going to get drafted this year. And that is, you know, that, you know, on top of like, no matter what happens with this team, what that does for our recruiting next year and the year after is is huge because you know college football is is so difficult based just because of the recruiting you know it's it's like politics in a way it's like are you really passing laws or are you just raising money and to run again and so it feels like recruit like i would just like hate to be a college football personnel person having to recruit constantly so be by having 17 people go in the draft that says to me we're going to get so many more prospects for years to come and and that's huge and um i love our defense this year i i love what kirby smart has done to that which he brought from alabama and like that was the whole reason that we brought him over was because he was their dc so I, i think I think what they're doing, it's smart because we know we can score. We have, we always get great quarterbacks. We always have great receivers. We always have great running backs, just like everybody does. It's how do you keep the other teams from scoring? You know, you can score. Everybody in the SEC can score. How do you stop them from doing that? So I think this team is, is, is in the best position to do that. That guarded optimism brought to you by <laughs> Ivermectarine, the delicious way to deworm. couple more questions and then we're out of here. Is a championship, any championship necessary sometime soon so that you as a Georgia sports fan don't wind up on one of those high-speed highway chases with the cops? <laughs> Is there a time limit in your head like, if, if we don't get something by 2024, I'm going ballistic. No, I mean, no. this has been my whole life. <laughs> we've won true. one major championship since, uh, you know, we won in 1995. So, and I was at the, you know, the Super Bowl when the Falcons lost. So it's kind of Ouch. like, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, but I was also at the Rose Bowl when the Georgia Bulldogs beat Oklahoma uh, to to advance to the national championship game you know and and then that's where Tua took over and beat us in the second half after Jalen Hurts went out in the first so you know yeah uh, I I think uh 
I think I'm just conditioned to yeah. constantly be a fan, um, no matter what happens. And and at this point, like you're just so used to defeat that, you know, there's really nothing that can uh, hurt me. So yeah. it's like when people you're, you're say, sure, like, how yeah. are you a good roaster? I'm like, well, I'm used to getting beat up and my feelings hurt. <laughs> sure. You're the Buddhist monk of sports fans is what you've become. You have seen all the color pageantry, spite and hatred. That is college sports today. Couple more quick questions. Have you ever stunned family or friends with something that's come out of your mouth uh, while watching a ball game? <laughs> no, 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 they, no, <laughs> no. They're used oh, to it, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, where do you think I learned it from? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, we also live far apart, so we don't really see uh, each other that much. But um, yeah. I mean, my household, uh, my 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 partner, my boyfriend is a Red Sox fan and a Patriots fan. So more often than not, we stun each other with uh, our anger towards <laughs> and we've we've stopped being angry at each other's teams. And now we're just we take our anger out on um you know, the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Find a common enemy. Find a common <laughs> enemy. Why not? It worked in World War One and World War Two. Finally, last question, incidentally, sponsored by Zigzag Zit Cream. Your zits will never <laughs> see it coming. Serpentine with Zigzag Zit Cream. What is your advice to a fledgling Georgia sports fan? Say 13, 14 years old. To them, everything's looking fresh and fantastic. <laughs> you know, the, the Hawks are contending and Georgia's number one and, and the Braves are looking good and made the playoffs two years. So they're all fresh and excited by Georgia sports. They don't have the baggage you have. What do you tell a kid like that uh, to maybe keep their optimism, but at the same time, uh, let them know life will take some different turns? No, I tell, I would tell them to double down and like double their, their fandom and their optimism, because maybe that'll help us out for the, for the old folks. Maybe they'll change the, the juju around a little bit. Wow. I, I love think it's, it. it's the youth that's going to change the world, not people like me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, it's, it's pretty cool that right now all of our teams are firing on all cylinders, uh, and doing well and, and in the hunt. Whether we yeah. win it, it's like just being in the hunt is pretty cool. And having someone to cheer for in October is cool. Having someone to cheer for in January, February is cool. So like, you know, keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> Bring that. Yeah. I'll eventually the karma, you're just dumping positive karma on one side of the scale. Mm-hmm. I like the approach sponsored by Handelabra. The world's fanciest doorknob. My guest today, the amazing Sarah Tiana. Follow her on Twitter at Sarah Tiana and, and tell us where else we can find you right now. I think you got another podcast cooking and stand up all over the place. Uh, plug any dates you want. Where where do we find Sarah? Oh, just, yeah, Sarah Tiana on Twitter and Instagram. I have a new podcast that's from the Comedy Store where I have a, an amazing crowd work comedian, Rick Ingram. And I bring people from Twitter and Instagram into the studio and let him interview strangers. And then I ask follow-up questions at the end. So it's just proof that uh, everyone has a story and strangers are interesting, not just celebrities. So that's Ring- R- Rick Ingram talks to strangers. And that's, that's my new favorite. Available wherever you find podcasts. Yeah. 
Uh, Sarah, let me tell you something. When they were passing out guts, Sarah Tiana got back <laughs> in line for second helpings because she's under the weather and she pounded this out like a pro. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming back on the podcast, sir. You're welcome, Chet. Thank you for having me. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. Jeff's album, What Was I Think It's Streaming Everywhere, the Play With Pain mugs, available at jeffcesario.com. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends, spread the word. Perfect size podcast uh, for that line at the drive through uh, liquor store. Uh, <laughs> if you want more of me this weekend, Sarah, and you folks listening, I'll be in Sag Belly, Maine for the All You Can Eat Lobster Newberg Championships. Let's just say the vomit buckets get a workout sponsored by beige the only color with no holiday baggage this is chet waterhouse reminding you to play with pain